and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 399. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. And this week, especially if you are excited about the upcoming Zendikar Rising pre-release. Yeah, Zendikar Rising drops on Arena this Thursday and in stores on Friday. And we are going to have Judge Rob on the show to let us know all about the tricky new mechanics and card interactions and weird cards that you might come across. And if you want to be informed about how to deal with that stuff, then you need to listen to this episode. And like, honestly, Arena does a lot for you. Magic Online does a lot for you. But sometimes you need to make informed yes. decisions on what to Nothing do. Nothing does as much as Judge Rob. That's right. Because like sometimes you're like, oh, well, I wonder what will happen if I do this. Yeah. And Judge Rob will let you know what will happen. And I'm one of your regular hosts, Megan. Did I forget to say that I'm Maria? Yes, you did. Well, guess what? That's who I am. Great. Most of the time. But before we get started, we have a couple of people to thank. First and foremost is you, our patrons and listeners of this show. Thank you one billion times over. If you are a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash GLHF magic, whether you are at one buck or 40 bucks, it means the world to us. Um, and if you are not yet a patron, you know. It's always a good day to consider becoming one. Yeah, it just takes like probably one minute of your time. Yeah. You'll feel great about supporting creators that you love. We support creators that we love through Good Luck High Five on Patreon as well. Mm -hmm. So why not become a part of an ecosystem of helping out people whose media you consume regularly and just, you know, Give him yeah. a little boost. And you can join our Discord, which is a wonderful place to talk about magic with yeah. all those like fun-loving, magic-loving peeps over there um, when maybe you're not getting as much in-person magic time. Hey, man, magic Twitter can be a real bad place. It can be a real toxic environment, but our, our Discord is real thumbs-up environment. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Great place to go if you are getting ready for Zendikar Rising. You're like, I need a box. I need yeah. some singles. I need some great sleeves. I need deck boxes. I need magic stuff. Go Card to Card Kingdom. Kingdom. Yes. And we are running a competition now with Card Kingdom for all of you out there. <gasps> Yeah. You can win $50 in Card Kingdom store credit, bucks. which is a great amount of money to spend on a lot of stuff at Card yeah. Kingdom. Um, all you need to do is tweet at us at GLHF Magic with a photo of yourself, however you are, playing your own pre-release at home. That's right. We want to see whatever your fun pre-release setup is, whether you are playing on spell table, whether you are playing with your family at home, um, whether you are sitting in your yard and yelling at your friends across the yard <laughs> what you're casting. <laughs> On your side of the battlefield. If you're playing arena, holding your little kitty cat, uh, send Great. us the photo. And if you have a Card Kingdom account, you can set one up after this even. Yeah. Uh, you'll be the winner if we pick your if we pick your photo, you get 50 bucks. And over do you know what? Because all photos are great. We're just going to draw one at random. Yeah. There's no way we can judge how cute photos are. Y'all are all great. You're all great. So yeah, if you want to play, just, uh, just do that. Um, all right. So we should, get... should, we should do a hashtag though. Okay. Oh, uh, so we can sort them. Hashtag. I can't, I can't think of one. Uh, hashtag. Um, uh, uh, hashtag home. Fun. No, nope, that don't. No. Nope. <laughs> 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 okay. Hashtag GLHF Zendikar party. That's so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
No one else is going to have it. That's true. Okay. Hashtag. What about just hashtag Zendikar party? I guess maybe we could. It might be okay. Hashtag Zendikar party. Nobody else use that for anything. Do you hear Don't us? Don't you dare. It Don't needs to be dare. for this competition. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're also going to name cutest card and grossest card from Zendikar on this episode. That's, That's right. right. So get ready. Let's get ready for all of it. Welcome to a very special guest and friend of the show, Judge Rob, who's going to walk us through all of the new mechanics and tricky new card interactions in Zendikar Rising. Hi. Uh, I am so glad to be here. Uh, Virtually, of course. Virtually. um, Yes. It's nice to at least talk to people outside of my house. (laughs) Hey, we're always here for that, Rob. Yep. Uh, um, I'm really sorry that I could not, in fact, bring you coffee as at first I thought I could this morning <laughs> when my brain forgot that that's not how things work. That's I know, fair. right? I've diet cherry Pepsi instead. Oh, ooh, ooh, nice. I keep having these like moments of, oh, the pandemic's not happening. And then I remember there's a pandemic. How could I forget? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, like you forgot this morning. I forgot the other day. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe it's wishful thinking or something. The other day, my brain has started forgetting that I'm wearing a mask. Like mm-hmm. I went to the coffee shop the other day and then I left. And as like when I was walking home, I was like, oh, was I wearing a mask? And the answer is obviously yes, because otherwise they would not have allowed me in. Yeah. Um, but like my brain was just like, it's so normal now that it like completely forgot that I had been. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a brave new world. Um, and Zendikar is certainly a brave new world. How do you like that segue? <laughs> Sign me up for a patent. Just kidding. There have already been invented. But <laughs> Rob <laughs> is going to take us through yeah. all the new mechanics, tricky new cards. And you always start us off with a PSA. Yes. And we're talking about the pandemic, and my PSA is a bit related to that. Um, so in the U- if you're not in the U.S., if you're in Europe, if you're in New Zealand, you probably will be able to have some kind of in-store privilege. <laughs> if you are in the U.S., I, I don't want to get into reasons. I just want to deal with facts on the ground, which is there's a lot of disease. The pandemic sucks. Um, Wizards of the Coast isn't allowing in-store play in North America. And uh, not all of North America, just the United States portion of North America. And well, <laughs> yep. Uh, so um, if your store can't sanction a pre-release. If they are having a pre-release, it's an unsanctioned event. Wizards technically doesn't want them to have unsanctioned pre-releases. There was an answer on the, the WPN page about this yesterday that said that there are no unsanctioned in-store pre-releases. That if they're going to hold, if your store in the U.S. is going to hold a pre-release, they should do it virtually. So my plug is actually for Spell Table. Uh, do a virtual pre-release over Spell Table. Uh, you don't have a camera? Yes, you do. You have a phone. I know you do. <laughs> you, you have enough disposable <laughs> income for magic. You have a phone with a camera on it. Um, yeah. It, it's it, You can buy a clamped, uh, like, articulating arm. You can clamp your phone to it. Spell Table will allow you to use your phone as a camera. Uh, so you can, you can get top-down magic with just the stuff that you have available. Uh, yeah, we time. actually talked about this on a show of ways to make fat packs into um, top-down camera rigs. Yep. And there's ways to just do it with cardboard boxes and stuff. It's really yep. cool. And then you just put your phone on there. A spell table will let you use your phone as a camera. You log in on your phone. You log in on your desktop. And it'll it'll do it. So you don't need to try to fight for webcams. And 
so you can put together a top-down rig. You can play top-down magic with your friends. I'm going to be playing some top-down pre-release this weekend with a bunch of friends of mine. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have voice chat in there. You don't even need to mess around with Discord and stuff. You can just voice chat with the person. Oh. Spell table's really good. Wizards acquired it about a month ago. Yeah. And so they're, they're continuing development. It's basically supported entirely by Wizards now for foreseeable future and it's going to be a useful tool if your store wants to run a pre-release they could run a virtual one over spell table um they're allowed to sanction virtual events in that way so oh Oh, that's cool encourage your store to do so um buy stuff from your store support them they're going through tough times because everything sucks and um you have the opportunity to play magic in ways that aren't quite the same as face-to-face i wish that i could like hang out with the two of you physically but i'm trying to be safe and protect everything because i i don't want to get a terrible disease and my wife has asthma and she doesn't want to get a terrible disease and yeah hey man yeah. that's a pretty good reason yep. just not wanting to get a terrible disease yep pretty pretty high up there on the list of good reasons <laughs> yep. not to and, do things yeah and so there, there's tools that exist out there and if you don't want to use fall table you can just you know use any one of the dozen pieces of meeting software right and put a webcam top down um, yeah or a or a um, phone camera like it's it's and not you, hard yeah you know i was like skeptical about how my brain would be able to process like playing paper magic via webcams but we did it for the pre pre-release yeah yeah and it was totally easy it was yeah. it felt it was, normal it felt exactly it honestly felt super similar to just playing a game of magic it, with someone across the table it's really so you're like yeah no, and, and the the one the one really big advantage spell table has is that in the image you can click on a card, and if it can figure out what card it is, it'll just drop it into the log, and so you can get just an image of the card right away. Oh, that's wow. so cool! And Great. so it, I mean, it doesn't always work, and we've joked about playing you know the cards that spell table suggests when you click on a card and it's like this card is wall of glare, and you're like, mm, no, <laughs> but um, it, it's generally pretty good about that which is a pretty good way to to track what's going on and yeah. pull up card info, which is better than paper. That's one advantage that you have. In paper, I have to yeah. pull up my phone and type stuff in, where in spell table, I just come over and I click on something and it's there. Awesome. So. Well, great PSA, Rob. All right. Okay, before we move on real quick, I'm just going to test this file just to make sure everything is okay. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to start things off here with the new mechanics in the set. And the first one we're going to talk about is party. Yeah. Do you like parties? I like, I don't like parties. I I remember them, though. (laughs) (laughs) I remember them fondly, but sort of nebulously. (laughs) I I remember them, and I'm not very good at parties, so I... Aww. So... Um, let's talk about this new mechanic, uh, party. I'm going to talk about Coveted Prize as my example card. It's black and four for a sorcery. And it says, this spell costs one generic mana less to cast for each creature in your party. And then it gives you a reminder text. Your party consists of up to one each of cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. And so then it says, search your library for a card and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. If you have a full party, you may cast a spell with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. And so the party is a totally new thing. It says, count the number of creatures that you have that count towards your party total. Um, you can have up to four party members, and they can be some combination of cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. 
Um, they must be up to one of each. If something counts for two things, so let's say that you are playing Mixed Onslaught Block and Zendikar Limited, there is a cleric <laughs> in Onslaught. Yeah, we uh, have a plan for that event coming up. So. Yes, uh, there, so there's a cleric wizard, and so it counts as both a cleric and a wizard. And you get to pick which one it counts towards for your party, and you always maximize your party. So if you have another wizard, it would count as a cleric. And but it doesn't count for two, it does not count most for two, importantly. Because this yeah. counts the number of creatures that are in your party. Anytime it asks for your party size, it says, how many creatures do you have? You can have five clerics, but only one can be in your party. Because your party only counts four different creatures of the four different groups. Because uh, I threw a party once with four clerics. And Terrible. It was yep. Terrible. Yep. Fest. <laughs> and the when you have a full party, it means you have four different creatures across the four different types. You have creatures that are clerics. You have a cleric, a rogue, a warrior, and a wizard in your party. And so coveted prize here can be discounted up to four, um, the maximum party size, so you can pay a single black for it. And then if you have a full party, when it resolves, you'll get to cast something. The, the thing with coveted prize and the thing with party cards in general is they count at the time that it matters. So if you have a full party and cast coveted prize, your opponent can respond to the spell by killing one of your party members. If that drops, you, it, so if they kill your only rogue, then you won't have a full party when coveted prize resolves. So you'll have paid single black, but you won't get the full party bonus. Oh, that's so weird. Gotcha. Uh, it, okay. It's gonna. It. I feel like that's gonna come up, especially for coveted prize, because the party payoff's really good for it, and so people are yeah. gonna gun for your party members in response. So there's a couple of things I learned. This does sound like an exciting party, yeah. though. I'm just going to say. <laughs> like, oh, boy. We played the pre-pre-release uh, last night, actually. Uh, hello, we're awake. Um, and we're not. Uh, <laughs> what happened is there's a lot of um, effects that exile like a creature under something or whatever mm -hmm. until this leaves the battlefield. It's still like it's still there. Which which card am I thinking of? No, you're thinking of like the arrest kind of mechanic. Yeah, there's, the there's arrest, an arrest mechanic. Yeah, thank you. So yeah. that not not the thing that exiles, but yep. just like the arrest that says it can't yeah. attack a block. Right, exactly. Uh, Nahiri's is is binding. That's yep. what I cast. Yeah, and so it's still that creature's still on the battlefield technically, so it still counts towards yep. party. Um, and I also learned that shape. What is it? Shapeshifters, uh, changelings uh, can only count as one creature type. They can't yep. be all four. As one thing. That's that's why I went to the just two types because it's the simplest version of that. It counts yeah. the number of creatures that are in your party. And a creature can fill one slot in the four types, basically. Yeah. Um, you you can think of it like you you have an adventuring party in the original Final Fantasy. You get four slots in your party. There can't be duplicates, even though you could in the original Final Fantasy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, this for, metaphor is falling for, apart. But, but for magic's purposes, you can't have a four white mages party. Um, you, yeah. you have to have you know a white mage and a fighter and a wizard and a black girl. yeah um <laughs> i did like that um across like it kind of felt at least yesterday across like a two color deck you'll generally have about two party yeah. types yeah yeah um which i thought was like it, it's a good feel that makes sense yeah yeah um we were speculating that this mechanic w was stolen from a future set the D D set yeah the forgotten um, realm set Forgotten Realms, because, like, doesn't this just feel like a D&D &D mechanic? Yes. 100%. Anyway. 
Do we know about a D and D set? Yeah, yeah. It got mm-hmm. spoiled. Uh, that there, that it was. They listed a Megan, bunch of things. Don't for you next listen year. to the upkeep? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Mike, like I agree, it was probably stolen from the Forgotten Realm set for adventure uh, for the adventure block Zendikar, because that's yeah. Uh, Zendikar is in a weird place because they made two sets of the adventure world and then blew it up. And then they went back yeah. to a post-apocalyptic adventure world and then killed the source of the apocalypse. And now they're just pretending they didn't exist. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was a lot of stuff that happened. So <laughs> it's true. It's just weird that like Rise of the Eldrazi and the last Zendikar set just don't exist as far as this set's concerned. As far it's as in the past. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they're, they're all original Zendikar stuff is kicking around, you know? <laughs> Oh, you mean some Titans turned turned up and turned everything to dust? Uh, didn't happen. Yeah, we don't care. They're gone now. Yeah, they they killed several million people, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Parties, am I right? Parties. Uh, so the other new mechanic uh, is a kind of a returning mechanic, but it's totally treated differently. Modal double-faced cards. Yeah, and these are very cool. They are I love super, them. Yeah. Uh, yes. And they, I think they actually announced that there's going to be double face cards in everything from now on. I oh. hope so. Um, it, they're, they're the deepest like mechanical space they've ever explored as far as they can yeah. do on a physical card. And so modal double face cards, I'm going to look at undo inversion here. Undo inversion mm-hmm. is a sorcery for white, white six. It says destroy all non-land permits. Um, on its other side, it is undo sky ruins, which is just a land that enters the battlefield tapped and taps for white. The front face is Undo Inversion. The back face is Undo Sky Ruins. You can choose which one you play. Anytime you're instructed to play this card, you can play either side. If you're instructed to cast this card, you can only cast Undo Sky Ruins. Or not, sorry, Undo Inversion. Because Undo Sky Ruins isn't a spell, so you can't cast it. Um, Why does it matter if one's the front face? Because in zones other than the battlefield, it's only the front face. Uh, in your in your graveyard, it is not Undo Sky Ruins. It is only Undo Inversion. And the the other thing is if something tries to put this onto the battlefield, it tries to put the front face onto the battlefield, not the back face. In this case, it can't. So Undo Inversion can't be on the battlefield because it's sorcery. If something tells you to put a card from your graveyard onto the battlefield, you can't put Undo Inversion onto the battlefield. <laughs> Um, oh, that's, that's oh, good. I'd like to put the <laughs> put this, sorcery yes. on the battlefield. Uh, it's possible to have thing this on the battlefield and show it to your opponent and then have it stay on the battlefield if you um, use manifest from oh, yeah. Yeah. It, from from um, cons block. You can yeah. put you can put this onto the battlefield face down. Um, double face cards <laughs> that are face up on the battlefield can't be turned face down. Um, the only way to get them there is manifest. The other wow. thing is that these new double-faced cards cannot transform at all. If something tells you to transform them, there's Moon Mist that transforms a, a transform card. It, it can't. These, these can't transform. They come on one side and they stay on one side all the time. They Let's talk yeah. about uh, Thoughtseize with these cards, which might be relevant yeah. in like historic or whatever. Yep. Um, so if I look at your hand and see Undo Inversion with a Thoughtseize, I can take it because it's not a land. Uh, it's on, this card is Undo Inversion everywhere but on the battlefield. So you can thought seize these. They count as spells. 
Uh, yeah. The, which is which is relevant. They have different names, if you know. Uh, there are some of these that are that are half creature, half land. There and sorceress spyglass might end up naming one side or the other. Uh, be careful. If you name Andu Sky Ruins, you won't get Andu Inversion when you name a card. Okay. Because they have different names. Each side is a totally different yeah. name from the other. Um, yeah. The, the other thing to note is there's a cycle of rare lands that have lands on both sides. And you pick which land they are when they come out. They're the coolest dual lands in a long time. And they come out untapped. They're super great. The thing is that they have a front face too. So if you use uh, Primeval Titan to put two double-faced lands onto the battlefield, you don't get to pick which side they are. They come out on the front face. Oh, weird. Yeah. Because they put directly onto the battlefield. You have to play them as your land in order to get the choice to play which side. Oh, spicy. I, I looked. I don't see any cards in the set that put a land directly onto the battlefield, which is quite nice for limited because then you won't get confused by that. Um. They, they'll put basics out, but these are not basic lines. Um, the other thing is if you've played with double face cards in the past, every other set, except for From the Vault Transform, had, that had double face cards in it, had checklist cards to represent these when you don't have them in play. If your sleeves are even very slightly transparent, so I have a sleeve here, and you can probably see the card back through there. Oh, yeah. yeah. A Absolutely. lot of sleeves are like this. This, is not, this isn't a... It, like, this isn't a, an uncommon thing. A lot of sleeves, you'll be able to see whether or not it's a double-faced card through it. And if you have even the slightest doubt about your sleeve being opaque, there are helper cards in this set. Yeah, that, we've got yeah. some here from the yeah. pre, pre-release. They're really nice. Yes, um, they, are the, they are what they should have been doing for forever. They shouldn't have been using checklist cards. Yeah. And the... The rules with those is you can write absolutely anything you want on them as long as it the name of one side gets on really? there and you don't add any information that isn't on the card. Like, Maria, remember, don't cast yeah. this first. Right. Do um, your laundry. Right. <laughs> so don't try to give yourself outside decisions by writing notes to yourself on your helper cards. Um, but... They're designed to give you the chance to have something with a magic pack on it in a sleeve. And then anytime that you play it, you have to go over to your deck box and pull out the double-faced card. Hey, did you check the mail recently? (laughs) (laughs) Drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, Judge. Uh, I think my my opponent is using outside assistance. Drink Ovaltine? (laughs) Have you seen a Christmas story? I try not to see it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was traumatized by the like the licking scene. That oh yeah, that scene yeah. is traumatizing. So like I just like, try and ignore it. Yeah, I think that's, that that's probably everyone's strongest memory of that movie. <laughs> uh, right? yeah. It's like it's not the actual BB gun. It's like when he licks that pole. Yeah, yeah, well, for and, sure. And also the 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 drink your Ovaltine secret message is the other thing that everybody remembers, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, that's yes, true. yes. If you put the something little decoder, that, like we're joking about these non messages like drink your Ovaltine, you can put that on there. Nobody's gonna care. Uh, but if you, if, you give, if, you put, if you put a detailed flowchart on when exactly you're supposed to use your double face card to kill their creature yeah. or not, or like, it, like remember always play this as a as a forest because you're an idiot. Like, yeah, I, yeah. 
Um, if I get in trouble for writing the text, have you checked the mail recently no. on my double face the, card reminder? I'm going to yeah. be like Judge Rob said yeah. that I could. <laughs> if it, if it no, yeah, if it has no strategic value, nobody's going to care. Um, if it is super limited strategic value, like it's basically flavor text, uh, yeah, yeah. It, judges tend to be fairly like it says bolt the bird. This isn't even a bolt. I like I don't care. Like you added flavor yeah. text to your card. Um, but the the warning is don't don't try to write yourself detailed notes about what you're supposed to do with your cards on your cards. Yeah. The other thing you can also use the new helper cards on older cards. Yeah. Um, on Great. old double faced cards. Uh, this is super relevant because checklist cards, especially like for the original Innistrad, are a pain to find. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have Delver of Secrets. You can use the new helper cards to represent Delver of Secrets. And these are really cute. I like them. Yeah. And a they're lot. better. I remember those checklist cards being a little confusing sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. to they know which were. one they were going to go get when yep. they cast it. I'm like, wait, wait, is that for sure the like, Jace? Let's see, yeah, and where's not the, the mark on yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. Right. For and, sure. And after a while it was technically possible to make an entire like non land deck out of checklist cards. Which was was it really? Cool. Yeah. But, well, there's <laughs> enough. There's enough double face cards now where you could play. That's you could play forty easily, right? <laughs> so, um, can we? We're gonna have to make those decks and just see what happens. <laughs> you could do. And now that you have, and now that you have double face lands, you could actually probably make an entire sixty card library of all double face cards. Um, oh with man! Only Here we cards. go. Yep. Don't give us we're ideas, do Rob. It. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do, it, do it out of helper cards only. Right. Okay. This is okay. happening. Yeah, it's going to be entirely these buddies. Uh, but it's. I think it's going to be whenever we can play Magic in person again. It, I think it's going to be likely that all the big tos will just have a box of these sitting on. Yeah. Sitting yeah. up front, because it was always the worst when I'd be at a Grand Prix and they'd be like, "Well, I guess you can see my Delver of Secrets through this sleeve," and I'm like, "Yep." Game loss because it's a marked card because you can oh. see what cards on top of your library, and we don't have any. Check with the vendors. Yeah. And they'd be like, but I once had someone get a game loss against me for having a double face card. That yeah, I remember that. It's it's super frustrating. We don't want to give them out. Yeah. But the the problem is that if the like um, so like the mono white deck in um, in Ixalan, Legion's Landing was the only double face card in that library. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I knew the top card of my library was a Legion's Landing, I would play differently. Right. Yeah. And so I would get to like I try to set up so that I make a big attack the next turn with the Legion Landing or whatever to, to transform yeah. it. That's a pretty substantial advantage, and so we want to just remove the ability for you to get that kind of advantage from the card. Yeah. And so. So use your helper cards. Yes, use helper cards on these. If it, yeah. there are sleeves that are very that are very very opaque, Ultra Pro sells the Eclipses, and those mm-hmm. are I've never even had a breath of an inkling of a problem with those they are super open and they are a great sponsor of good yes. luck high five <laughs> good job judge rob good job rob doing what i can um, but so, they are really great yeah they, they are um i that eclipse plug is because i went and used them at multiple grand prix and double face cards in Ixlam block that yeah. was the that was the sleeve that i used for limited Awesome. So yeah. we played with these cards yesterday in the pre-pre-release. We just want to say that yep. uh, big thumbs up to this mechanic. Like, it's oh, really, really, really it is good. so cool. I, we love it. I kept on looking at these cards and I was looking through the spoiler and I was like, this is either a tap land or a 4-5 for 6 with a bad ability. This will play in 100% of my limited libraries. And I hate both yes. sides of this card. <laughs> right? Like... 
Oh, it was great. I put in that, like, there's, like, the one mana. It's either a red, like, it deals one damage to anything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or it's a red land that comes into play tapped. And I was like, is this a bad card? I think so. But, like, I played played it. (laughs) Yes, and I played, like, a 1-3 that was a land on the other side. Something that made them discard as a land on the other side. It's basically a free card because I counted it as a land because I'm like, normally I'm going to cast this as a land. But just in the off chance that I don't, I draw it late. Like you're flooding, yeah. I'll play my 1-3. In in my limited libraries, I, like, in... um, it, just playing in uh, Ikoria, I would sometimes play like six tap lands. I would just draft a pile of tap lands. Eh, yeah. Whatever. Limited, I can afford to take turns off. Right? Exactly. Oh. So it's really good. I, I, I really fans. appreciate it. It's the other, other thing to know. You determine converted mana cost of these differently from other transform or from other double face cards. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, um, other double face cards, they only have a cost on the front. And that converted mana cost applies to the back. That is not the case with these. These are the, 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 you get only the characteristics of the side that they are. So Undo Sky Ruins has no converted mana cost, despite its front yeah. face having, having okay. it on it. Gotcha. Um, this is, this is different than other double face cards. Uh, if they're going to continue to do double face cards, they're probably going to have to clean up those rules to make sure that they all yeah. match up. So, just be aware for now though, that they're that if if something cares like Ratchet Bomb, it might hit some cards, but not others. I'll tell you what other mechanic I love, Rob, and I'm glad to see it back here. It's Kicker. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, kicker. Uh, kicker. Uh, kicker is. Kicker is a mistake because <laughs> um, it's too good of a mechanic. It does too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, seriously. So I'm going to pick on ex- yeah. Inscription of Abundance is my is my kicker card that I want to talk about, right? It is green and one for an instant. Kicker of green and two. Choose one. If the spell was kicked, choose any number instead. Um, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature, or target player gains X life where X is the greatest power among creatures they control, or target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. And the... The kicker is an additional cost to play the spell. You pay the kicker cost, and it changes the way that that spell works. It can overwrite text. It can make it enter the battlefield triggers. It can add extra targets and modes and stuff to a card, like it does with Inscription of Abundance. You go from one target to up to three. Well, sorry, up to four um, on Inscription of Abundance. And so it changes the way that the card is cast and changes a bunch of stuff about it. Uh, This is Entwine. Kicker is is, Entwine is a subset of kicker. Almost all spell mechanics yeah. are actually subsets of kicker. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And yeah. that, that's that's the issue with it. it. Like, it's a beautiful mechanic. It's wonderful. It's add an extra cost to the spell to get a bonus. But um, th- this is entwine. They printed three entwine <laughs> spells in the set that don't have entwine on them. Um, You're right. Yep. Yeah. And so um, the other thing with kicker is you, if you have a creature with kicker, you can only kick it if you cast it. If it's put directly onto the battlefield by something, you can't kick it. And it will never get that kicker bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with, there's a non-creature permanent with kicker as well. Uh, but kicker's as great. As much as you want to kick something that's yep. already on the battlefield, like say, Megan's Jace. <laughs> that oh, she two, found. Two non-kicker, or two non-creature kicker permanents. You're right, yep. Yep. Oh. Man, let me tell you, kicking that Jace. <laughs> 
he's really Everyone's good, dream. isn't he? Like it's really good. It's very very good. Uh, so another returning mechanic is landfall. Uh, welcome back, landfall. We missed you. So uh, we're going to talk about Felidar Retreat, White and Three Enchantment, Landfall. Landfall is an ability word. The word landfall doesn't mean anything. If you deleted it, the card does the exact same things that it does. It just lets you talk about different cards easily. Uh, landfall is whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, do with it. It's a triggered ability whenever you play a land or put a land out directly from a, from a spell or ability. Um, Felidar Retreat says choose one. Either create a 2-2 two, two white cat beast creature token or... Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. I love this card. Yeah, oh, this card, this card is, is great. It's, it's great. like It's like a Johnny's retreat, right? I don't know why it's Felidar's retreat. These are both a Johnny minus ones, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, and so uh, the the thing with Felidar retreat and other modal landfall cards is the land comes out, the trigger goes in the stack, and you pick a mode when it goes in the stack. Your opponent knows before it resolves whether or not you're going to get a plus one, plus one counter on your creature or whether or not you're going to get a 2-2 two, two cat beast. And so they might be able to deal some damage to a creature before the counter goes on. Gotcha. Um, same with any other landfall trigger that has like these dotted modes. That that's a choice made when the trigger goes in the stack, while the trigger goes in the stack. So, it's the I just wanted to mention this. There's a couple of modal landfall cards in the set, and you your opponent gets to know before it resolves what it's going to be. Uh, there's a, every equipment in the set is weird. accurate yeah every equipment in the set automatically equips to creatures when it enters the battlefield uh Mm -hmm. i call it auto equipping they didn't keyword it or or ability word it i don't know why they should probably ability word this because they're gonna yeah i think i i agree with you it's it's kind of strange like i was like looking through the set and i'm like oh wait they all do it they all just do it like i went and i was like all right i want to find an equipment that does this because it's a theme of the set oh they all do Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> I, I search for equipment, and every single one of them does this. Uh, when it, so, utility knife is my my example that I'm going to talk about. A utility knife is uh, an equipment for a single generic mana. When it enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one. Equip three. So it costs three to equip it, but the first one's free as long as you had a creature up before the utility knife. Uh, I just like it first because Zendikar is the coolest free, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like for, it's just a Leatherman. <laughs> It's just a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they this is a triggered ability. It goes in the stack. It targets a creature. They could kill your creature in response, um, which means that you won't get to equip it. Um, and it isn't. it doesn't get the plus one, plus one until it's equipped, obviously. So they might be able to use a burn spell to kill it. There's a couple of instant speed burn spells in this set. No. So be aware. Maria, Maria once had a teenage electrician break a Leatherman. <laughs> That she owned. Yeah. You don't think you could break a Leatherman, but he, he did. <laughs> he really did. He also wired the light so it was always on. <laughs> yeah. It, you couldn't turn it off and he electrocuted himself. <laughs> oh, contractors. <laughs> yep. It was contractor oh nightmare town. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that story. It's, just it's pretty funny. T- oh. Like, I can't, I cannot describe to you my love my stress level while that was happening like hanging this like antique chandelier that i love dearly and i'm just like oh my god is he going <laughs> to set gonna, my ceiling on fire he's gonna burn my house down he's gonna kill himself and he's gonna break the chandelier <laughs> oh the triple crown <laughs> yep. incompetent. triple threat of contractors yep. so then we get to individual cards 
my opener is Grotag Bug Catcher. Grotag Bug Catcher is a 1-2 for red and 1. He's a goblin warrior. Has trample. So it's a it's a 1-2 with trample. And whenever it attacks, it gets plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn for each creature in your party. Um, I just want to call this out on... You might be used to static abilities in the past dynamically changing a creature's power while it's in combat. This is not a static ability to trigger. It locks in the size when the trigger resolves. Even if your opponent kills something later, it, the bonus is set at that time. So it, it attacks, it triggers, um, they have the chance to monkey with your party size, and then it's locked in. And then if they monkey with your party size later, it doesn't do anything. Gotcha. This art on this card is I'm not it. Horrifying. I'm not about it. Yep, this is gross. Megan, this has got to be a contender for grossest card. Actually, it's not because there are some really gross cards. Oh, there's some real gross cards. In some ways, this goblin's a hero, right? Like, he's capable of fighting yeah. this giant weird bug thing and not seeming he's, to be... Yeah. Like, he catching that bug. Yep. Ugh. And Ugh. I assume eating it like a chicken dinner? I hope so. I feel like that's what the everybody grab a leg flavor text oh, feels like to me. Oh, yeah. It's just that, like, that's it's true. talking about... Yeah, every party member munched down on this bug. They, they look like, yeah. they look like um, crab claws. So, uh, yeah. 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 And it's worth noting, it will always get plus one, at least when it attacks. That's it true. Is it's itself a, warrior. a warrior. That's not always the case, and we'll talk about that when we get to the rest. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> if they unwarrior it? Yep. If they if they remove <gasps> the warrior type. Wow. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair All right. enough. Nahiri's so, Binding Nahiri's is up next. Binding I played this next. one last yes. night. Yeah. This card is great. It does a lot of good things. Um, it's white, white, one for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature or planeswalker. Enchanted permanent can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. This stops most planeswalkers. This stops a lot of creature things. Stuff to know. Landfall is not an activated ability. Um, landfall is a triggered ability. This won't turn off your opponent's landfall. Uh, notably, there's a planeswalker with landfall in this set. Doesn't stop it. Nissa will still climb yeah. up. Um, she won't be able to do anything, but they might be able to disenchant it once they climb her up. So, uh, yeah. And creatures with landfall, it doesn't turn them off. It also, as you mentioned, doesn't remove types. So there's still warriors, there's still clerics, there's still rogues, there's still wizards underneath Nihiri's mind. Yeah. This yeah, card does, it's an arrest style yeah. card. Yeah, it does a lot of work. It does not do absolutely all the work. So be aware of what yeah. it doesn't actually stop. Also, I am Nahiri as a hero. Don't at me. Anyways. <laughs> Did you see that trailer, though? Nahiri is a hero. Don't at me. So, like, like they, they, this is a thing that happens in literature where they redeem villains, right? So every uh -huh. villain is the hero of their own story. If you write yeah. them competently. Uh, Nahiri is a hero of every story, though. Really? Even the yeah. one where she killed a whole lot of people? On, on Innistrad with yeah. Emrakul? Emrakul did the killing. It wasn't her. So. Big, what? <laughs> so. <laughs> Rob's like, hold on. Stop the show. I, Let's I not examine this opinion of mine too closely. <laughs> I guess star on superhero ethics a bunch. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just saying, on Innistrad, my opinion is actually that she had every right to be that mad at Soren. She did. She did. But she killed a bunch of innocent people in order to get okay, revenge. Okay, fine. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nahiri's so, a okay. hero. <laughs> We're going to make another podcast for uh, this called, discussion. It's just called Nahiri's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sizzling Barrage is my next card. Uh, Sizzling Barrage is an instant for red and one. It deals four damage to target creature that walked this turn. So, uh, it looks pr- pretty straightforward. I attack you, you block a Sizzling Barrage creature, but your creature is still, is still in, has blocked this turn anytime later in the turn. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And you can actually technically cast this before they get to their main phase again, even after the combat damage happens. So before main phase two. Yeah, before main phase two. So uh, I attack okay. you, you block um, our creatures deal damage to each other. Now that yours has enough marked on it, I sizzling project to be able to kill it um, after another creature is out of the way that gave it a buff. Right. And because yeah. that also died in combat. Um, you may need to set a stop on either arena or magic online in order to do this because it is not usual to get priority in your own end of combat stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maria, how is this not the cutest card? As far as I can tell, that's basically flaming squirrels oh, attacking a man. Oh, look at these little things. What are they? I, I, think, I think they're lizards. They're elementals. Yeah, they're little elemental yeah, they're lizards. Yeah, like fire li- Yeah. yeah. Oh, fire lizards. cute. Right? I didn't even notice that. And they are eating that oh, man they're alive. they're mad. Yeah, they're, they're, mad. they're, they're, they're going to mess him up real bad. <laughs> Pretty cute. All I'm saying is that we okay. don't run around <laughs> saying that Herbert Hoover is one of the great villains of history. Don't, don't we? I feel like we do. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Like, I have opinions on Hoover and Coolidge. That, so... As long as we are saying that Hoover... <laughs> is a villain. Now we can debate whether Nahiri is. But I needed us to say that Hoover was I'm just happy we had the phrase uttered, I have opinions on Hoover and Coolidge in this Magic the Gathering podcast. All right. That made my day. Let's keep going. Iridescent Horn Beetle. Iridescent Horn Beetle is green and four for a three, four insect. At the beginning of your end step, create a 1-1 green insect creature token for each plus one plus one counter you've put on creatures under your control this turn. Oh, cool. Uh, He's super cool. Uh, Iridescent Horn Beetle also has ultimate cosmic knowledge. He will see counters that were put on before he entered the battlefield. So if you you (laughs) had like a when this attacks put a counter on it, Iridescent Horn Beetle, and then cast Iridescent Horn Beetle Bulls combat, he'll see that counter. Um, He will see counters placed on things that died. So I have that creature, I attack, it puts a plus one, plus one counter on itself. You block and kill it. Iridescent Horn Beetle will see that counter even though that creature was dead. Um, and he will see things that enters the, that enter the battlefield with counters. So if I have a creature that says, uh, this enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it, Iridescent Horn Beetle says, yeah, that was a counter that was put on a creature. I'll give you a token for that. Um, it, he, he's, he's really smart, knowledgeable, pretty beetle. Um, I really like the very the, pretty saying that he has ultimate cosmic knowledge. Yeah. I yes. think that's great. This beetle looks like he has it ultimate does. cosmic knowledge. Actually, it might be a she. Yeah. There doesn't hoard beetles laying eggs, right? I don't know. They. They. Yeah, it's a beetle. Pretty little beetle <laughs> with uh, a pretty beetle. all the brains. Emiria Captain. Emiria Captain is white and three for an angel warrior. One, one flying vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each creature in your party. So there's a mix of things going on in this set. Some things enter with a counter and always have it. Some things, like a Mary Captain, enter the battlefield, trigger, and put a counter on themselves. Uh, this is a rules nerd issue. 
if there weren't any warriors out, Emeria Captain wouldn't get a counter if she didn't have a trigger. And so they decided they wanted her to count herself. Uh, oh, okay. What, oh, weird. Okay. But what that means is that the trigger goes in the stack and your opponent can mess with your party size. They can kill a Myria Angel with one point of damage from a one damage spell and get you, basically. Um, so be aware, this is a triggered ability. This isn't a replacement effect. Very cool. good point, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Lithoform Blight. Uh, black and one enchantment aura enchant land. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted land loses all land types and abilities and has tap, add colorless, and tap, pay one life, add one mana of any color. Uh, this is cool. You can use it on your opponent's lands to color screw them, except that you can't. So you probably use it on your own lands to color fix yourself, <laughs> right? Except that in some circumstances, you do use it to screw your opponent. It removes land types, which means that you can use it on Urza's Tower in Modern. Oh, oh. that's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, and so if something cares about weird land types like Gate or Urza's Tower or whatever, then Lithoform Blight will knock off land types in addition to the basic land types. Um, Sick. Yeah. Um, and it does color screw them a little bit. It forces them to pay life for their color. So they you might use it to deal them a few points of damage. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not impossible. But yeah, it leaves the lands with the name note, if that matters. For yeah. uh, There's a there's a dude from M20 that says that uh, he has, he gets power toughness equal to the number of land names that you have. Well, uh, he, it, or, you know, Field of the Dead, that card that everybody knows, um, counts land names. Lithoform Blight doesn't touch name. Gotcha. Also, that card would have been a contender for Gross's card if there were not several very gross cards in this set. It's just yeah. icky. Yep. Uh, Merfolk Falconer. Uh, Merfolk Falconer is a blue-blue three for a 4-4 four, four flying Merfolk wizard. Flying. Whenever you cast a kicked spell, scry two. You scry before your spell resolves. So you put the kicked spell in the stack and then scry above it, and so you'll scry first. If your kicked spell draws you cards, you get to scry before the card drawing. Ooh. Great. Uh, nice. Just something to Good remember bird. in paper is the, the order of this. If you are in uh, inexplicably a competitive tournament, in this format, which will probably never exist. Um, if you try to resolve your other spell first, you'll have missed this trigger. Gotcha. And you are, by default, assumed to leave cards on top when you scry. So, goodbye. You missed it. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're playing in a, in a REL, regular REL, relaxed environment, you might get it anyways, depending on what's going on and exactly how loose everybody's being with everything. Um, but it does happen before the spell that you that you kicked. Yeah. Great. Relic Vile. Uh, Relic Vile is a three-cost artifact, two-tap and sacrifice a creature to draw a card. And as long as you control a cleric, Relic Vile has, whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. If you sacrifice your last cleric to Relic Vile, Relic Vile will trigger. So you do get to eat your last cleric for that final point if it's necessary. That feels strange. Okay. So nice. it, it has it has the ability, right? Um, so if the cleric had the ability, if the cleric said whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life, and you sacrifice it to relic vial, you'd want you'd assume you get that trigger, right? Yeah. And so it's just the same. It's okay. It, because the the ability is as long as the clerk's in the battlefield in either 
in either world, right? Either if it's on the yeah. cleric or if it's on the relic vial because of the cleric. Great. So okay. it's just not necessarily obvious. Cargan uh, Intimidator. Moving on to the rares. So this is the card that I mentioned that knocks creature types off things. That's uh, right. Red and one for a human warrior, three, one. It has my favorite, not flavor text, but should be oh, flavor text. Great. Cowards can't block warriors. It's just something a that plus. should be true. Like, Excuse me? Cowards can't block warriors. And then he has one <laughs> mana. Uh, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Either he gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Or target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. Or target warrior gains trample until end of turn. Uh, he says target creature becomes a coward. He doesn't say in addition to their other types. He just makes them a coward. Nice. <laughs> uh, you are nothing now. Yes. You are only you, a you coward. You were just a coward. You were deleted from your adventuring party. You cannot go on an adventure today uh, <laughs> because you've been turned into a coward. Uh, which is, that that's, I mentioned, this is the one thing yeah. that knocks off types in this set. And it does it pretty cleanly okay. and thematically. And you can only do it to one creature a turn. And it's, it's just yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> so be aware that yeah. your opponent can, on occasion, remove people from your party in order to knock down the size without actually killing. Great. Great. Uh, Legion Angel. Legion Angels. Mm, I uh, like this art. Yeah. Uh, I love all of the angels with their blinding halos in this. Yeah, yeah. they're really cool. Zendikar thematically, you know, four wings, blinding halos. It, they're, they're just such a great thematic bit on angels. Um, so, but Legion Angel here is white, white two for an angel warrior. Four, three, flying. When Legion Angel enters the battlefield, you may reveal a card you own named Legion Angel from outside the game and put it into your hand. Um, outside the game is not exile. Outside the game is your sideboard. In Constructed, that's the sideboard that you wrote down on your deck list. In Limited, it's the cards you didn't play. It is not other cards you own randomly. <laughs> I love that. I remember yeah. the first time I saw this and I was like, oh, I could just go get whatever. No. It, no, and there's cards that make it obvious that you should be able to. There's a there's an Eldrazi that gets any number of Eldrazi from outside the game. It's like why would we playing like tw tw like any number twenty? Can I get twenty Eldrazi? From outside <laughs> <the game?" laughs> um, and so um, in casual play, yeah, oftentimes you can just grab whatever if you're just chilling with your buds yeah. and you're just like, yeah, Legion Angels Unlimited Legion Angels. Um, <laughs> I could definitely see in cube. Like in a in a powerful cube, just having a stack of Legion Angels and just being able to always Legion Angel off Legion Angel just because it's funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, you are limited to four Legion Angels in Constructed and as many as you get in Limited, which is probably not more than two. Uh, Scoot Swarm. Scoot! Scoot! I, I think uh. they're so scoot. Scoot. Yep. Uh, scoot Mob was very, very scoot. Yes. But Scoot Swarm, not, not scoot. Not scoot. scoot. It's not scoot. Not scoot at all. Yep. Uh, scoot Swarm is uh, green and two for a 1-1 one, one insect. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token. If you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. Pack rat. Yeah. Wolf. Those tokens have this ability. So you play a land, you get a second insect. You play another land, now you have four insects. Um, yeah. You will end up with a lot of bugs. Your opponent is in trouble. Uh, unfortunately, they're <laughs> all one ones for three. Uh, and those copies copy the mana cost of Scoot Swarm, if it matters. So if you need devotion for something, guess what? Those copies have a green mana symbol on them because they're full copies. All right. Uh, 
I, I mean, no reason. There's no there's no sense of devotion released in the last six months. So I I know what you're no, doing, Rob. Nothing. I smell your brewing. <laughs> I, I I know it's uh, something's happening over there. <laughs> uh, Jiru Paragon. Tajiru Paragon is a green and one for a three two. On the type line, she says elf. Then underneath the type line, she says Tajiru Paragon is also a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. Okay. There are three cards in the set that do this. They have bonus creature types that don't show up on the type line. They have not done this in a very long time uh, outside of Changeling. Um, And there's no way to know without actually reading the card what types this is. Be aware that there there are cards in the set that can fill any party role. Um, One of them is a very, very cute robot dog, um, which I assume that is going to be in running for cutest card. But... Um, I mean, it's a robot, so yeah. Right. Um, so Tajira Paragon also says kicker three. <gasps> and when so Tajira cute. Paragon enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, <laughs> reveal the top six cards of your library. You may put a card that shares a creature type with it from among them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So Tajira Paragon uh, will get any of those five types. And unless you turn it into a coward which can conceivably blow this out. Um, It checks its types either as they are right now on the battlefield, or if it isn't on the battlefield anymore, what types it had the last time it was on the battlefield, which is generally all five. Great. Um, Wild. Of course, in this this set, it could get blown out occasionally. Yeah. Uh, Verizol, the split current. (laughs) Blue-green X for a legendary creature serpent. Verizal the split current enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each mana spent to cast it. So it's probably a two two. I mean, you're never going to spend any mana on that X. And no, no never. never. Why? And whenever you cast a kicked spell, you may remove two plus one plus one counters from Verizal. If you do, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, Spicy. And it re- reminds you a copy of a permanent spell becomes a token because this. That hasn't ever really happened before. Copying permanent spells in the stack is something that has been avoided for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But it will be a full token copy of the thing. And when you copy something, you copy whether or not it was kicked. So you cast a kick spell, you get two kicked spells. Um, oh, and, wow. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is a heck of a thing. Um, nice. And the, the token or copy result before the original kick spell because it's a when you cast trigger so your your original goes in the stack and then the bears all trigger goes in the stack you resolve it and then you get a copy that will go above yeah. the kick spell um i was gonna point out just because i have one available right here on the top of the stack like this set comes with the cool copy yes, tokens for the- which is just say token this copy this token can be used to represent a token that's a copy of a permanent yep. oh okay again they should have done that 15 years ago um yeah like they, they just should have copy tokens that are around for that because th- things have been making token copies for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Ashaya, Soul of the Wild. Uh, are you ready for something weird? I Ooh. mean... This art is gorgeous. It, Absolutely. It is, it is really good. Chase Stone did a great job yeah. on this. Um, Ashaya is green, green, three for legendary creature elemental. Ashaya, Soul of the Wild's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Okay. Non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to their other types. 
<laughs> and then it reminds you they're still affected by summoning sounds. So you can't play a Great. random scoot and then uh, get um, a, get uh, Green a, mana. the ability to tap right away. Um, Ashaya turns them all into force in addition to their other types. And this mostly just works fine in the ways that you'd expect. Like, they're just bonus force in addition to other things. Um, Ashaya gets weird with things that just blank out land types. Because she herself is a forest. From her ability. Because she's a non-token creature you control. So Ashaya becomes a forest. Um, Hey, you remember that card that we talked about that uh, does that that lithoform blight? Yeah. Um, Enchanted land loses all land types and abilities. Uh, Yeah, you can put that on Ashaya. Weird. Uh, Wow. If you put it on Ashaya, she loses the ability that gives her power and toughness and dies. My mind is blown. Uh, But note that... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so the Lithoform Blight, though, um, loses all land types, but it doesn't lose creature types or other card types. So Shy is still a creature, which is why she would die from that. In addition to that, if there's an anthem that keeps her alive, um, it gets strange. <laughs> Say that you have something that's let's, let's you can control a plus one plus one, or you have a plus okay. one plus one counter on it. She'd survive that, right? Because yeah. she's a zero zero with a plus one plus one counter on it. Um, yeah. Uh, she is she has this ability that changes types and another ability that changes types that depends on it. And so she still applies. So she still makes all your non-token creatures into forests. Which okay. is which isn't a big deal usually unless the card that change changes that removes this ability is Blood Moon. <laughs> which also knocks all the abilities off all of your other permanents and changes them into mountains. Yeah. You end up with a pile of mountains. <laughs> okay great um great that that are not creatures uh that no that are still creatures blood moon doesn't care whether it doesn't impact creatures uh <sighs> ashaya changes them into into things they lose their abilities blood moon will remove their abilities they'll still be creatures though oh my <laughs> so <laughs> it's you've created a rage room for me it's it's real weird um yeah i'm what glad if that she doesn't look modern Ashaya, what if she gets changed into a coward <laughs> it, it, that's a creature type not a land life, type life. she doesn't care okay okay Ashaya right. doesn't care about creature types she only cares about land types what if i put this flow chart or, onto a double face card reminder <laughs> <laughs> well there's no double face cards involved right they, oh you're right everything okay, is just like enough. this normal this totally normal front face card and it's this this could happen in the past with other stuff um it's just really cool that like Blood Moon will usually kill her. And there's a card in the set that you could just yeah. play on her and kill her. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you might conceivably play anyways, because it's just like, draw a card, fix your mana. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Great. Uh, Forsaken Monument. It's a legendary artifact for five mana. It says colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Uh, and whenever you tap a permanent four colorless, add an additional colorless. And whenever you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. This was one of my rares yesterday. Oh, thumbs up! It's so if you look at things that animate your lands, which there are a couple of in the set, if they don't add a color, lands are colorless. They like lands by default are colorless. So animating That's lands true. under Forsaken Monument, if it if something doesn't add a color, so um, Ashaya up above, she makes them forests, but she doesn't make them green. It's oh, so, all right, we figured it out. It, we solve standard, everybody. <laughs> 
So Forsaken Monument will give your animated lands plus two, plus two in a lot of circumstances. It's not all. There's some things that get out of color as well. But a lot of the time, Forsaken Monument secretly just gives your animated lands plus two, plus two. Cool. Um, whenever you tap a permanent for colorless, includes if you tap it for colorless and more than just that. So if it taps for, say, a single red and a single colorless, Forsaken Monument will, will make it better. If it taps for double or triple colorless, it'll add an additional colorless. Um, Great. So just it's a question that I've had come up already. <laughs> Angel of Destiny. I love this card. This card is weird. Oh. Uh, <laughs> white, white and three creature, angel, cleric, uh, two, six flying double strike. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life. Uh, so she really, she really can't kill players. Like she just gives them back the life that you hit them for. But she also says at the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 more life than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attack this turn loses the game. This card is sick. Cool. Into uh, it. Yeah. It's so she she doesn't kill players unless she hits them to exactly zero with her damage. Right? So if they are at two, she'll deal them two damage and kill them. But otherwise, she will just like nullify her attack, give you life back, and then go to your second main phase, and then they might kill her. The trigger is an intervening if trigger. So if you don't have enough life total, it won't go on the stack at all. Um, and so the, you can't just put the trigger in the stack and try to gain some life in response. Your opponents can put the let the trigger go in the stack and then respond by dealing you damage. Uh, this trigger will check both when it goes in the stack and, the, and at the time it resolves to see whether or not it's true. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Related to the middle part. So if they're at two and you attack them with this, they lose the game? Yes. So if she's your because only Because they would go to zero two. and then they would go, they the, wouldn't gain that two life? Right, because it's a triggered ability, right? It's not lifelink. It's it not doesn't lifelink. happen instantaneously. Yeah, okay. It isn't, it isn't okay. part of damage. It's Got a it. trigger that happens as a result of you dealing damage. And she turns off your creature's ability to kill them most of the time, right? But if, yeah. if I picked exactly her, she does it to all your creatures. Uh, so she makes it really hard for your creatures to kill them. Uh, but if she, if she also has to have attacked. Um, so it's very possible for it, you to get blown out in a couple different ways by her. You attack with a bunch of stuff. She nullifies all the damage. She gives you a bunch of life back and they kill the Angel of Destiny. Well, she won't trigger her at all, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a bunch of like difficult riders. It's hard for her to ever actually win the game with that trigger. I think you need to be at 35 or in Commander 55. Uh, but it's theoretically doable. Yeah. Yeah, if you play mono cool. white life gain or whatever and then yeah. you play her and attack the next turn you win. Yep. <laughs> um lith and she does need to attack, so they get a turn to figure yes. out their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lithoform engine. Uh four mana legendary artifact. Two tap. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So this lets you copy anything with a colon in it or anything that says when, whenever, or at. Uh it, a lot of the time it's going to be copying kicker triggers in this set, I think. Three and tap, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. If the spell is kicked, the copy is kicked as mentioned. Four and tap, copy target permanent spell you control. The copy becomes a token. Uh, so a permanent spell is any spell that when it resolves would become a permanent. 
you can copy all sorts of things that you shouldn't. You can copy planeswalkers with this. Uh, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Uh, you can copy creatures with it. Sometimes that's really good and sometimes it's bad. Uh, you can copy <laughs> legendary creatures with it, in which case you may get a legendary death trigger. Um, so, and the, it's weird that you make these token copies on the stack. They are copied spells. They can be countered and then they turn into creatures as they resolve. Um, All right. My last one is Morag, Fury of Akum. Red, red, four. He's a legendary creature, Minotaur Warrior. He's a six, six. Uh, he's an incredible crawl worm. Uh, each yeah. creature you control gets plus one, plus zero for each time it has attacked this turn. This is a static ability. As long as Morag is out, your creatures get plus one, plus zero for basically attacking. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there's an additional combat phase after this phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control. Oh, this Good card grief. is really cool. Do, do you like punching? Because Morag will punch a lot. Um, <laughs> you, can get, uh, you can stack up a whole bunch of combats. If you have five land drops, you can play five lands in a row. You will get five additional combats after this main phase, back to back to back to back to back. Um... The, the thing is that uh, you may or may not uh, want five back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back combats. <laughs> At the beginning of those special combats, you'll untap your creatures. At the beginning of your one normal combat, you won't. Um, so if, you, if it's pre-combat main phase and you have Morag and you play a land, you get a bonus combat that untaps your creatures, and then you get your normal combat, because the bonus combat is inserted before any other phase happens. Yeah. Uh, so you generally want to wait until your second main phase to play a land with Morag. Because then you get to untap the creatures that attack during your first combat. But your normal combat is, if you play lands in your pre-combat main phase with Morag, going to be your last combat. And that's the one that doesn't untap your creatures. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I just it, it, This will not be obvious to people, and they will be like, well, why didn't my creatures untap during my combat on Arena? Because Arena will just handily and helpfully do everything for you nicely. Yeah, and it's like, well, the last one was your real one. You don't normally untap your creatures at the start of combat. That's your normal combat, man. You just you just don't don't get anything useful out of it. <laughs> um, All right. So that's and it, I don't know what the interface is going to look like or if it's going to warn you that this is yeah. going to be the case at all. Um, so just no. Yeah. Like it puts it for like the extra combat comes first. Yep. It's the immediate it's your next phase. Pre-combat main phase. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other thing is he does not care if your creature is attacked in order to untap. Them. So if you oh, have a creature nice. with an activated ability with tap in the cost, you can use Morag to untap it and then use its ability again. Great. Because he's Morag does not care if you fight. He just untaps your dudes randomly, oh, uh, which nice. is a, a weird side effect of him. So awesome. That's my, wow. that's my rundown. <gasps> thank you, Judge Rob. Yeah, thank you. This was excellent. We are now knowledge prepared. Oh yes. We might've already played one pre pre-release, but now yes. we'll play our next one correctly. Yes. Well, oh, I missed so many triggers <laughs> during that. Oh yeah. So did I. One the, million triggers. The, that's the other thing is there's a ton of triggers in this set, right? Oh, so many triggers. Um, but what a fun time. Like, we had a very yes, fun time playing really, this. Really, like, really good limited games. It was, yes, excellent yeah. limited games. They, um, there's so many extra mana sinks in the set between Kicker and the yes. lands that are also spells. It's so, it's really cool. It was really fun. And um, there's, there's like great creatures, but it just felt like 
right? Like it wasn't super bomb heavy. No. Like there was so much back and forth. Lots of back and Lots forth. Lots of back and forth. Yeah. Great. Great limited environment. So if you have a question that Rob hasn't answered in our special segment here, um, feel free to ask it underneath our YouTube video, uh, which is going up hopefully the same day this podcast is released, which is the day we're recording it. So we'll see how fast my little (laughs) editing fingers can go. But yeah, um, Rob will come back and check on those for a limited time. Yeah, generally a week, maybe two, depending on how. Yep. Yeah. How it goes. And help you out. And remember, the set comes out on Thursday for everybody on Arena. So you can play it. Um, And special streamer event on Wednesday. That's not including us because we got dropped. (laughs) You know what? Whatever. Stores get it on Friday, right? Yeah, stores get it on Friday. For their pre-release kits? Yep. Um, Yeah. And so even if your store doesn't run anything local with pre-release kits, I know that uh, my local store will sell you a pre-release kit at their normal rate and then give you two booster packs with it which is your share of what they would consider a normal prize pool. I'm hoping oh, that you'll be really from home. Like, and yeah. so it like it, a lot of stores are doing stuff like this. Check out, talk to your local store. Like I, like I mentioned up front, they're, they're hurting on things, uh, pick up things from them. Uh, and I, uh, if you normally buy snacks from your store, uh, get something from them, just pick up some sleeves. Yeah. I, I can't say enough about how we should be supporting our stores through this because you're going to want to go out and physically play magic in six, eight months, yeah. 10 months, whenever this, yeah. whenever we're, we're not in a terrible nightmare world. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much yeah, for coming. You, Rob. You're welcome. We so appreciate it. It is time for Gross's card. I want to give a shout out to um, Malakir Rebirth. <laughs> Real gross. I mean, just the word rebirth is Bunch telling me it's probably faceless nasty. faceless zombies crawling out of some, you know, sludge, some primordial <laughs> sludge. Gross. Gross. Um, Palaka predation also. Oh, um, yeah. Gross. You know, it's like a thing attacking somebody's head. Um not into it. Got some like, yeah, nope. It is. It is real gross. You know, it's got like the arm things uh there's a giant centipede monster yep skyclave geopede not into it not into geopedes megan will always take a geopede down oh yeah uh, that thing is, is awful no terrible 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 that is two but, arts that are disturbing yes oh i can't even look at it. um but the winner which is just disgusting <laughs> is zoth consumption which is some giant mosquito thing feeding off the dead body oh, yeah. of some other thing. It and looks you can like a see horse. It's like stomach is like red with its blood. It is disgusting. I hate it. I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could look make at the little a gif of that look <laughs> Megan just gave me. It was too good. The like, duality see, like, of the, man. <laughs> Yeah, like the <laughs> truly, like the carcass of whatever it's eating. It's like it's like face is rotting away and its tongue is sticking out. So okay. there we go. Those are our those are our grossest cards. Okay, so Blech. let's cleanse our palate with cutest card. Yes, let's. We mentioned Stonework Pack Beast, which is mm-hmm. a really cute robot puppy dog. So let's run her up. We yeah. got we got several runners up here. Um, I have to, of course, mention Felidar Retreat, which we talked about on the show already. Cute. It's really cute. Bunch it's, of kitties. Make your little kitty cats. And Running it's got around. great cats on it. Yeah. 
Some people have uh, suggested Tangled Florahedron as one of the cutest cards, which is the hedron with all of those um, beautiful flowers and vines growing up it. Yeah. Really, really pretty. Um, I'm going to call not that more, more pretty than yeah. cute. Pretty is not cute. The same yep. goes for Spring Mantle Cleric, which is a beautiful you know, deer with its antlers covered in flowers. Once again, beautiful, not very cute. Um, <laughs> I mean, mildly cute, mildly cute. Um, what I'm going to say to you now is a shock to even me, um, because in any set where there was a Narlid, you would think that would be cutest card yes, just by default, would. because the cutest card of all time is Narlid Pack. Yes, it is. And Narlid Colony is in this set, and it's like pretty cute, um, but it's not as cute as Narlid Pack. No, they're not as not. teddy bear like this no. time around. The same is like the Scutes. The Scutes Scute Mob is adorable. No. These Scutes Scute Storm not very cute. No. So I'm going to tell you, it's been dethroned. By a card, which I think you could probably see coming. <laughs> and you know what? I have to say, Maria, that usually I feel like you resist this because yeah. you feel like you're being pandered to. Yes. But this time you ate the pander. I ate the pander right up. Canyon Jeroba, can, congratulations. You are the cutest card in Zendikar Rising. I don't think it's particularly close even. Um, Look like, at its big feet. I think the thing is... Yes, they're pandering to me. They, they made this card cute on purpose. But it's not like cartoony, like annoyingly cute, like a surfing goblin. Like that's not in my, you know, I'm thinking of that was in Khan's block or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Also, I don't think that card was ever supposed to be cute. It's just a surfing <laughs> goblin. <laughs> but this card, A plus, very, very cute. It's a little very mouse. Cute. It's the only non-token mouse yep. that exists in Magic. Um, and it's just like, a good they, card too, and it's then so they got cute. to use it in another one in um, in the rage, uh, inordinate yeah. rage, inordinate mm-hmm. rage. You see it it running ro- running away. Yep, yes. stealing somebody's lunch. Cute. I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention Skyclave Squid. Oh, well, okay. Oh, the yes. squid is cute. I did it because I didn't want Megan to go on her whole squid thing again like last time. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I went on a squid thing last time. Yes. What you were so do? mad that I didn't nominate the little sc- squid that you can attach um, with mutate to draw cards. Yeah, <gasps> yeah that's true. See, now See, you remember your, your squid octopus? rage. How dare you? <laughs> and now here we are again. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> this is on the level of Herbert Hoover. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> You have shanty okay. towns full of squid and octopus all over. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Herbert Hoover is. I'm th- I'm remembering correctly, right? That he's the one who decided to drop the atomic bomb. No, no, no. That was Truman. Oh, Truman. Okay. Her, well, her, we're uh, also mad at him. Her, Hoover. Her, Herbert Hoover was the Great Depression one that yes. did nothing and yeah, left yeah, shanty yeah, towns yeah, yeah. called Hooverville's yep, 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 all yep, yep, over yep. major cities of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah. also trash. Right. I, also that, bad. I, this is why I didn't have an objection to you saying Herbert Hoover is terrible. <laughs> okay, but what about Truman? <laughs> so. Do we walk around saying Truman is one of the great villains of history? Because if Nahiri is, then Truman is. Truman got to be president in the middle of a war somebody else had already started. So there's a lot of complicated things about Truman. Yeah, but he also is the person who decided to drop the atomic bombs on Japan. So Sure. 
would the invasion of Japan have caused more deaths? It's impossible to know. It's That's true. it's terrible. Like Nikki had but no I'm good just choices. Saying, no one locked him in the blind eternities for a thousand years. Fair. <laughs> So, okay, this presidential <laughs> slash magic lore overlap podcast definitely has a market. That's what I'm learning right now. All right. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank for you. Great, 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 great to talk to you. We will talk more about yes. our, differing, our differing opinions of Truman in the future. Yeah. And how he stacks up against Nahiri as a great villain. <laughs> Well, Judge Rob already gave us the best Ultra Pro shout really out did. that could possibly be given, which is that their Eclipse sleeves you can actually use double face cards in without seeing through the back. Yeah, excellent and that recommendation. Is so important. Um, if you want to use their cool art sleeves, you can also still do that by using uh, those double face helper cards. Um, but like. Heck, man, if you're going to a tournament someday out in the future, um, or even if your friends are just real sticklers for the rules, <laughs> yeah, uh, get those Eclipse sleeves. They shuffle like butter. Uh, you they can't do. see through the back of them. They come in all sorts of colors. Ultra Pro, just a great place to go. Great place to go. And that Lotus Cobra new art um, <gasps> from Zendikar. I would be sh- shocked if they don't print stuff with that art on it because they are, are famous for using awesome pieces of magic art in their products. That's just how I like. I'm expressing how that Lotus Cobra art. Like, like it deserves a, a it does. classical sweeping it soundtrack. Does. And in lieu of that, I will just sort of make noise in the background. Thank you, Megan. You're very welcome. Ultra Pro. <laughs> well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you once again to Judge Rob for being incredible and always helping us out with these uh, pre-release episodes, even from afar. That's right. Uh, we so appreciate it. And do you know what, Maria? Next episode is 400. 400. Unbelievable. It really, really is. And you know what that also means, Megan? It's our musical episode, it's a musical everybody. Episode. Oh, we hope you're excited. We sure are. Yeah. We need to sit down and write some songs. We got to write some songs. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a, our keyboardist come on in and we're going to sing sing some magical tunes yeah. for you. Uh, so not to be missed or to be missed, however you take that. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Please take just even a second to throw a dollar an episode our way or however you want to do it. A dollar a month even doesn't matter. You can calculate it for yourself, whatever you're able to to give it all makes a huge difference yeah. plus thank you to card kingdom and to ultra pro remember our card kingdom contest going on hashtag zendikar party send us a selfie of yourself playing in the pre-release however that is and we'll choose a winner for next episode sweet all right party on people party on zendikar party on. <laughs> <laughs>